Hello and welcome to Marifa Podcast. I am Natumi and I'm back with another review for Insecure Season 5, Episode 2, Growth. Okay. I feel like the okay needs a little flavour. So I'm going to try my best <laughs> throughout the season, you know, to give you a little spice, a little aroma. For anybody who knows what aroma is, just a little bit of it in the reviews that I bring to you guys. As always, thank you so much for taking out the time to listen to this podcast and for taking the time out to listen to the previous podcast. We are officially back with Insecure, the final season, season five. And in this growth <laughs> the episode is directed by Maurice Maribel. It's written by Mike Gallo. Additionally, we're going to be highlighting the stylist for this episode, Shiona Turini. She always does an amazing job with her styling for the characters, but she takes center stage as well in this episode because we have a specific character who is a designer. So despite her now thriving business, Issa struggles to find her footing and turns to an old friend for support. Meanwhile, Molly contemplates jumping back into the dating pool. Let's delve a little bit deeper. So the episode opens up with a montage of alarms going off, waking up, going to work, waking up, going to work, you know, normal life, adulting. I hate it out here. But we're seeing Issa, who's working very, very hard. And we have a time jump of one year later. One year later. That's like my SpongeBob one, but I don't I don't think it's really coming through. But it is what it is. The music as always is stunning in this particular montage is so beautiful and so relaxing, kind of like getting into it, moving the story forward. And then we have Issa who has hit the 10K mark on Instagram on block. And I think that's the one thing that I've always loved about the show is the fact that it's very timely. It speaks to now. It's those things that we see and relate to. They did it in the previous season, acknowledging the pressures or life on Instagram in itself. So with Instagram stories. And once again, they did it here. And I actually really like that fact. It was nice. She's at 10K. It's good. Things are going well. It's been a year of grinding, waking up early in the morning, as we've seen with the montage. And now we're here. Started from the bottom. Now we are here a year later. Issa's assistant is in the kitchen. She is hilarious. I love her. I love the fact that she's just really authentically her. I love how this character has been worked into it. And for the fact that she's there for comic relief, it works really, really well. The story that she has about her roommate having really loud sex and her roommate being her mother and her boyfriend being her father was just superly hilarious, really funny. And once again, like, I just love how that character has just been worked into it. It would have been great for me to get her assistant's name, Issa's assistant, but we'll do that for the next episode. There's a little event that Issa is hosting. I think it's a book signing. Once again, there's there's so many little characters that Insecure have really worked in and all of them have always been very unique. So this woman is giving Issa like this weird stare down, like your event saved my life. And you're like... <laughs> I mean, you know, thank you, but this stare down is intense and hopefully she's okay. I hope she's okay. I hope her life is going well also for me. One of the things that we've really established within the one year that's happened is the fact that Molly and Issa's friendship has really repaired. It's got into a really great place and they've moved on. They've managed to rebuild, which is beautiful. Over the years, the one thing that I've come to realise is the friendships between women, particularly black women, those are the most important relationships that genuinely that you can really be able to cultivate and build on. And I do like the fact that Insecure did deal with that in regards to Molly and Issa, and they've been able to work through and get to this point. So a year on, 
Molly is really tackling a lot of her demons. We're going to get a beautiful arc. I mean, I'm hoping that the writers don't fumble the bag and like mess up. But I think the arc that they've created for Molly has really been beautiful. But the thing that worked is the fact that they were not afraid to just let her get quite ugly and in her character and really showcasing her flaws in season four. And that's the thing that's really worked for her. That's the thing that has really worked for Molly. So when we see Molly, she's cut her hair. It would have been nice to see her cutting her hair, but still obviously we recognise the fact that Yvonne, who plays Molly, has cut her hair. And I like the fact that that was very much incorporated into her character. She's in a new space. She's stepping into a new journey when it comes to her relationships and how she's going to really be able to find the person that she can call the love of her life soon enough soon enough so her dad can be able to walk her down the aisle instead of having to roll his wheelchair according to the mother so we have another character who comes back this character that we're familiar with Nathan who is at the barbershop and they're, they're planning to have a one year anniversary for the barbershop and they're just kind of like planning around that and it's quite interesting the fact that we have the relationship between Issa that's still ongoing the friendship that's still ongoing I don't know how I feel about this I really don't know how I feel about this I feel Maybe if there was something about Nathan, okay, I found it. I was about to say, maybe if there was something about Nathan that made us just feel very connected to him. But Nathan was pretty much, if I can remember the story properly, Nathan was very vital in Issa just being able to take the leap and her going into that journey. So I think there's a major aspect of her own journey, her own personal journey that is attached to Nathan, both in getting over Lawrence, but also being able to get into the career that she's now in and she's thriving in. So they are planning for this celebration, this one year anniversary of Barbershop and we'll continue watching. They're basically having a briefing, kind of like a just talk through of potentially what they can be able to do for the celebration of the one year anniversary. There's definitely a cycle when, when it comes to Issa and her love interest. And I think maybe at this point with this episode, we might be able to see the end of her and Nathan, because I really don't think that they're going anywhere. I don't see them going anywhere. I don't see him being so interested in her that he wants to pursue a relationship. I don't even really think that there's a friendship there for anything to kind of like be held onto. Let it go. I want this to be over. Yeah. I feel like it should just full stop period the end when it comes to Nathan and Issa. I really enjoyed the cafe scene that they had together. I loved the tones in there. The cafe that they were in as well was very beautiful and as well how the products were edited. So we get the shots of, we got the shots of the product. I really just like that. I really like that. And I think that's something about Insecure that's always worked well. The way that they work with the Raw of Thirds as well is something that's always been very, very exciting to me. And I can't go without mentioning it because they gave us a little flavor of that. And I loved it. But we have Molly, who's at a family gathering and she is introduced to a potential Sambare. I really love the shirt that she's wearing. I want that shirt. I really, really want that shirt. And even in episode one, Issa was wearing a really nice shirt. I actually went and tried to track down that shirt, found it and it sold out. I'm going to keep on going back. The fella shirt, I want it. And this one as well, somebody's auntie, because I've accepted I'm an auntie, but I'm not your auntie. That's it. But for the people who call me auntie, <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I find that shirt and have it. I'm going to get hold of it. Then I'm going to introduce them to fella. Because if anything, me being an auntie, I'll give you good music taste. Got to do our work. 
So she's introduced to Herbert, who is part of the church. You know, he's church, church going man. He's in the choir or he's a leader of the choir, but he remixes the songs, makes them trap gospel. And yeah, I really don't see see it for Molly and him. <laughs> Simply put, <laughs> he needs to find somebody else in the church. OK, one of the ushers, one of the singers, somebody else, but not Molly. Mm-mm. 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 So we see Isa giving a pitch to a company that she's working for, the water company. They're going to be putting on a fashion show and she's working with an artist called Crenshaw. The background story for him, he's played by Kofi Sirabe, who is a fine, fine, fine man. His backstory is he's an ex-convict who's gotten into fashion and he's working with other ex-convicts who have come out just to really be able to re-establish themselves in society and be able to become productive members of society and be able to create. But one of the contentions that they have is that number one, company that she's working with don't really feel like Crenshaw is, he's seasoned enough. Once again, this word coming back, like he has enough experience in order to be able to put on this show. So they want to potentially work with someone else. But Issa tries to convince them this is the future this is the person that you should really be working with they turn around and they tell Issa that okay cool we can work with Crenshaw but we'll give you some notes giving you notes means that it's changing your whole vision to be able to fit their own vision there's a few takeaways and one of the takeaways of this is the fact that even Molly talks about it if you never give people opportunities when are they going to get experience from when is it that they're going to be able to then be able to work themselves up to be experienced and seasoned and versed in whatever field that they're in and that's one of the biggest things nobody really wants to take risks and in particular nobody really wants to invest in in black artists and in black creatives and I like that undertone those themes that we're dealing with being able to have those open conversations about that and that was yeah executed really really well so we have that we have the exchange like with Issa approaching Crenshaw telling him you know he's a little bit resistant about it he wants to go to someone else but Issa is really in the middle trying to mediate and trying to please the client as well as the creative in this Seth is the water company representative. He's the one who's giving the note. He's the one who's who's saying, no, these ideas need to be pushed down. Just have it simple. Have people walking down the runway and call it a day. That's the end. We don't need to complicate this. Meanwhile, Crenshaw is like, no, we need to have low riders. We need to have drummers, spoken word artists, everything into it. Bring it all. Bring it all bring that energy in. and Issa is in the middle trying to have a bit of a balance and pushing for the notes to work so we watch as Molly re-attempts to get back into dating she goes back into the dating site that she was using and she sees her old profile and how her old profile was blurbs of what she had written before what she was looking for and then we have a flashback of how Molly was and Molly was tripping back in the day she had requirements that were just hard to be able to meet and that's the reason why she has not met anybody else but also I do like the fact that we have dealt with Molly in that sense of the standards that she's she has although maybe maybe for some might be unrealistic they're still her standards and for her to change has to be according to her own pace and the lessons that she's learned and that's what I'm saying as I said before Molly's arc has been and is very beautiful for us to be able to watch this the changes that she's gone through she calls her mom she talks to her mom and she's like you know apologizes because at the family function as well she'd kind of really pressed her mom to be able to get her will Molly's mother and her father's will to be able to be written properly she apologizes for that. And we can see Molly is really changing. And part of it as well is 
I mean, new hair, new me. Okay. Okay. Looking absolutely gorgeous. The day of the event. Isa is... It's a day of the event. We we have some shots, those cutaway, beautiful shots that I always love of the products as well. We get a feel of how things are looking, how the flavor and the tone of how the day is going to go. Finally, we're going to be able to execute this. Crenshaw is on board with the notes. Seth is going to be happy. Issa is going to walk away feeling happy as well. Molly shows up to support her friend. They have a little bit of an exchange between Molly and the and Issa's assistant, who really believes she's the one who bought the gun during the block party hilarious very very funny and Issa also meets with a YouTuber the reporter who interviewed her during the block party and Issa does not work well when it comes to her being put on the spot being asked questions but Soon enough, her assistant tries to get her out, get her away from the interview in order to be able to let her know that Crenshaw is not listening to the notes and he's going to go with his gut instinct and he's going to move forward with the show the way he initially planned it and Seth can take back his notes. Drama. Drama. It's too late to change. It's too late to change back now. The show is going to move on the way it's meant to move on and the lights dim the music starts, the runway starts, and everything seems okay to begin with until the music stops. I can't even remember where the music stopped, <laughs> but the lights dim down. <laughs> Drummers come out, chanting begins to free our invisible niggers. Lowriders come out and the fashion show continues. Although a little bit concerned about what might happen, the show is looking really, really well. And this is the part that styling really shines out. The stylist mentioned the fact that during the wind down of the show, the stylist mentioned the fact that she actually, she made the pieces and she was saying how she could have actually pulled the pieces to be able to create a new collection. But the pieces were really beautiful, really spoke to the ideas of this artist that they've of this designer that they've put forward and I really liked it I really did like it the show ends Issa is squirming in the corner she's thinking like she is never going to be able to work in the city ever again can you imagine god forbid after working a whole year and then now it's one thing to take you out no way no way Seth approaches Issa and he's very pleased with the show. He's happy that they trusted their instinct and it's good that they went against him on his note. And Issa is very, very confused, but mostly disappointed in herself because looking over to Crenshaw, who's having an interview, he gives her that look of like, you were trying to stop this, but look how things have turned out. We leave it with Molly going on a date. She embraces change, looks beautiful when she's at her date before we'll hopefully that we'll see how that goes Nathan and Issa meet up at her apartment they're just kicking it they're friends he's about to order a Uber or Lyft to be able to go home and then Issa hits him with like you can stay hey <laughs> can stay and do what eh? this bible study mm? at this hour ha. no you know what it means it means you can stay and we can cuddle <clears throat> Obviously we know something's going to happen in it and they're making out. Issa's wearing a really beautiful yellow lingerie and I know I just had to mention that, but she starts crying. Until now, that cry is the funniest thing I've ever like encountered. Like why was she crying like this? Why are you crying? Is this the time? It what kind of embarrassment is this, Issa? Why are you crying? <laughs> the words of my mother. <laughs> Why are you crying? 
why are you crying? Nathan leaves her in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. This is just shambles across the board. Across the board. I don't even know. Oh my God. Anyway, anyway, that was the end of the episode. That's where we leave it. We don't know what's going to happen between the friendship of Nathan and Issa. Molly and the changes that she's made, embracing a new space, the growth that she's come through. We'll see how that works out. We'll see how the dates work out. And if we get to see the person that she went on a date a little bit more with Issa, girl, thank God your career is going well. Thank God your career is going well because at this point, I don't understand these tears. <laughs> I don't. I don't. And maybe it's the African in me, the way I've been raised. Why are you crying? <laughs> there was never room for you to cry, let alone before you get someone, you start crying. Why are you crying? I need answers to why Issa is crying right now. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But anyway, ask me and my issues, and my therapist will work through them when I decide to go back. So that is. Season five, episode two, growth. Okay. And we'll see what's going to happen in the next episode where it's going to develop, where characters and their journeys are going to go. So here are some of my thoughts on the episode. I wasn't too keen on the year jump. I really didn't get it. I really didn't understand why it needed to happen that way. I think we're kind of like, although it's the last season, we're giving these characters a little bit of an easy way out. If she was to get back with Lawrence, then okay, it's been a year. He's been co-parenting. He's gone through all of that. The year will present different challenges. The way I'm feeling as well with so far how Issa has been written is the fact that she might potentially get back with Lawrence again. They might be something. I feel like Issa is very much like stuck in a little bit of a loop when it comes to her relationships. And it's not to say that we want her to necessarily have to explore new relationships. She has a great relationship with her, her friend. And we also have her really growing in her own business and her journey within her career. Molly, I like how Molly has been written, how she's moving forward. And I think overall from season one all the way up to here, we really are going to be able to look back at Molly's arc and actually see something really beautiful and where that character has gone through. Between Nathan and Issa, I don't know whether we can come back. We can circle back again with that character. No, the minute you walk out of me in the middle of the night when I'm crying... Mm, no, 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 you can't be there for me. No. <laughs> or maybe the crying was triggering for him as well. So we cannot overlook that element as well and just be like, oh yeah, he's trash for walking out. He might have been triggered because of doing the reviews. I always have to watch the show twice. And usually so far with the last two episodes, I found like I've fallen in love with the show on the second watch and not on the first watch. And I don't quite know the reason why. And maybe it might be because of it, it might be because of the fact that I've been doing that since the previous season. But then certain episodes, like in particular, the block party episode, the Coachella episode, those are the episodes that I really remember without having to go back I didn't I wanted to watch it back again but the first watch was just as impactful as me watching it for the second time round so I'm still a little bit weary when it comes to where and how the story is unfolding pacing as well of the story and kind of like how overall the interactions are are going with the characters and the interactions with the characters. Sometimes it tends to feel like two shows when we're having, when we're following, which I think is what's going to happen with the next episode when we follow a little bit more of what's happening with Lawrence. But before we go there, I've really struggled with Coffee and how he delivers his characters. It's the same issue that I had with him in Really Love, which is a film, it's an independent film. So Netflix, I watched him. 
I haven't watched Queen Sugar since season one and I believe they're on season six right now so I don't know how he carries that character and how he's continued to carry that character throughout the seasons but I had a real issue with how he was portraying Crenshaw I feel like the way the character is written he doesn't necessarily always embody the character fully it seems like it's very this is this character is delivered the way he's written on page so he's an LA creative fashion designer who has been incarcerated and he's come out he's got a unique style he's a little bit hardened but he's I feel that that's basically all he's giving me and I would like for him to be able to just have a little bit of a of a kick to be able to fully embody his character so that he gives me a little bit more because these characters then end up being very very similar very much the same but they don't give there's a element of je ne sais quoi that's missing for me man is beautiful coffee is stunning but i'm here to watch your acting capabilities and i was missing that with this and it was so so close the actor who plays Issa's neighbor from the dunes that that authentically came through the character that he was playing you can place him anywhere he's played by Tristan J Winger and he did an amazing job I saw him in another BET program and it's completely different to the character that he was playing on Insecure it's unfortunate that at the moment I feel it's weird it's actually a very weird thing that I was just like I don't quite the way you're playing this character is very very off the page and I don't really feel like you authentically embodied that character Crenshaw was and Crenshaw himself was written really well unfortunately I felt like Coffee's performance didn't really deliver it but once again what he fails to deliver you know he kind of makes it up with how he looks but this is the second time me seeing something from him and be like mm, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's going to be a little bit of a shake up and he's going to bring out a different type of energy and other things that he does. But these are just, you know, obviously elements as well that are quite important because it's a very short show and you want people to really be hitting the beats of the characters that they're embodying and and what is what is their motivation that pushed that, that step into that. So those are some of my thoughts when it comes to insecure season five episode two growth okay let me know what you think about the episode about the season thus far and i will reconvene and we'll commune together in the next episode episode number three this has been marifa podcast i am natumi and i will see you all next time bye